Thanks for choosing another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. In this episode, I speak with an artist by the name of Maidik. She hails from Syracuse, New York. She's a dancer. She's an actress and now a hip-hop artist. She's real dope, man. Check out this interview right now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? MC Andrew Love, back on your screen one more time with another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. And I have a special guest coming into the show by the name of Made It. She's coming in from Syracuse, New York. Entertainment lady of them all. She does everything. She's a dancer, y'all. She's an actress, but most importantly, she's a hip-hop artist. And I'm not talking about independent either. She's signed, y'all. Without further ado, let me introduce you to Made It. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I am doing peachy keen, if I don't say so myself. You look like it. You look like it. You're over there glowing and whatnot. Oh, yeah. You know why? Because I got you on the show. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm I, definitely glowing over here now. I'm, I feel like, yo, I just won me a million dollars. Got a good skincare regimen going on over there. That's what it looks like. Uh, no, you know what it is? I am half black and half white. So that's all there is to it. So how are you doing? I'm doing really, really good. Feeling great. Thank you. What have you been up to? Um, I have been recording music. Um, I'm getting ready to drop my 304 playlist for the summertime. I'm looking at the beginning of May, maybe mid-May. I definitely want it to be dropped a little before summer, so that way it has time to pick up for the summer. One of those songs you sent me is going to be on that playlist, right? Yes, it is. Oh, man, I can't wait for the fans to hear this one because I played it before she got on the show. I was jamming out to it. And, folks, I'm going to tell you something. Made it here? Yo, she is badass. Very, very dope. Yeah, this this lady here, I'm going to tell you something about Made It. She's the type of artist that tells you how she really feels, if you know what I mean. She don't pull no punches, and she don't fake no shit. She's a real deal Holyfield in that booth. You know what I'm saying? When did you know that hip-hop, music, entertainment was something that you wanted to be a part of? I think I was 14. Well, throughout my whole entire childhood and, like, my teenage years, I could put words together and make some sense of it. But when I was in uh, ninth grade, I took a, a... I was in this program, the science technology entry program, and every Saturday we would have like walk through hip hops or whatever. And I had heard Roxanne Chante's Roxanne's Revenge, and I was like, "Yes, this is it." Because in my era of music, there weren't really like a lot of female rappers. Um, it really was like Little Kim. I'm sure there were other. I mean, not Little Kim. I'm sorry. It was Nicki Minaj, and um, I'm sure there were other people like rapping like. Eve and Missy Elliott, but like I wasn't really listening to them. I was only listening to Nicki Minaj. So for me to hear Roxanne's Revenge, I thought it was so cool. Like, I thought it was dope. And I was like, yes, I want to be a bully to guys too. And that is what set it off. Well, damn. I remember that song, 
but it was back in the eighties when I heard it. Yeah, the I heard early eighties. Nine. <laughs> and my first taste of Roxanne Shantae was with UTFO. Mm-hmm. And when they had that song, Roxanne, Roxanne. That's the exact song I'm talking about. Her response to them, the Roxanne Revenge, that's the exact song. Okay, I could dig it now. Well, that song is dope. But UTFO, man, they they did their thing on that. I can't, I can't front. I, I love 80s rap. And I miss that type of hip-hop. Which is when I heard your song, I was like, oh, shit, there's an artist, a young artist at that, that knows what hip-hop is about, that knows the art of storytelling. And that's what you're doing in this song. You're telling me a story, and I'm digging the vibes all the way around. I really am. Thank you. And this is just like a covered, like a remix type of thing you're doing. But I'm looking forward to, like, when you get some, your own, production like your original production and your original shit i'm looking forward to that because i know when you really sit down and write a song it's going to be like chart topping like mind-blowing it's interesting that you said that because i'm calling it a playlist for that exact reason like i have it set up the tracks in order of like telling the story so it's like from start to like rising climax the plot and all that stuff like i feel like i the way the, the industry beats that i picked the lyrics that I chose and just the, uh, the track list set up is great. It's going to tell a really nice story. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing the finished product when it comes out. Where are you going to distribute it at? Can you tell me that, at least? I am going to distribute it on Audio Mac and SoundCloud. Um, I was just recently told about Loom, so I'm going to uh, look that up, too. But otherwise, as far as I'm concerned, just Audio Mac. Oh, and that fits. Audio Mac, that fits in SoundCloud. Those are really pretty cool platforms to use. I know a lot of people on Audio Mac, and everybody I know on Audio Mac are all over the, the world. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be in a company of elite artists on Audio Mac because there's some dope ass artists on that shit. There are. We have some really dope artists on a lot of these um, platforms. I've heard like a lot of undiscovered artists on SoundCloud. And I feel like, yes, as much as people love TikTok, I love SoundCloud. SoundCloud was my original TikTok. Well, you know, I love Loom because Loom, they can gift you Loom notes. And you could take those Loom notes and cash them in for money, real money. And even like on your in your account, Loom will give you a breakdown of how much money you have in your account so you can always know when it's time to cash out. (laughs) So it's a really cool platform for independent artists and even artists in your situation because you have control over your songs. So you can pretty much put your music anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, And so Loom is that spot that will really benefit you. There's some producers out here on loom that make beats and these beats are fire man yeah yeah and and you you don't got to worry about copyright too much on loom because these producers are independent they're not putting their stuff on youtube youtube beats had millions and millions of people using their beats over and over again while loom nah not one you'll be the first and probably the only on that beat that's good who is your greatest influence Music, I, music, and maybe entertainment. Well, music-wise, I would definitely say Little Kim. I like Little Kim's story. 
I like I like the way she came up. You know, it, it really sucks that she didn't get to like I don't feel like she got to like express her full potential, but I like how gutter she is. I like her bars. She wasn't afraid to say what she wanted to say. And she can rap with the best of them. So I definitely will look up to her as far as music wise. So since you like Lil' Kim so much, do you feel that Nicki Minaj took her spot? I feel like Nicki Minaj took everyone's spot. I mean, it's no one likes to admit it. It's probably a touchy subject, but you know, you gotta call a spade a spade. There was nobody out. That's why Nicki Minaj acts the way that she acts, because she's probably not used to all this competition. It's like the year of the female rapper. There's so many female rappers. And she had a 10-year reign with nobody like, what, Remy was in jail, don't know what Lil' Kim was doing. I mean, Trina and them were rapping, but, like, nobody has the hype that Nicki Minaj has. And that's just that. Now you got Cardi B. Yeah, now you got Cardi B doing all this stuff that Nicki Minaj didn't get to do, and I don't want to go on record saying she's jealous, but it's probably just different for her. Well, you know, Cardi B is another truthful artist you know just tell you how she feels like and she don't care (laughs) and i think that's what a lot of uh younger females are coming up cardi b fans they doing the same thing they telling you how they feel and don't give a shit are you that person too do you tell somebody how you feel and don't give a shit Oh, definitely. I'm telling you, I'm doing anything that's in the best interest of me. Like, I'm going to I'm going to let you know. Well, dang. I think that's why Cardi B does so well, because the difference between her and Nicki Minaj is Nicki Minaj is not really a social media type of female. And she doesn't if she does have a personality, we don't know that Cardi B has always been like in the eye of social media. She's always been like a live interactive type of female. So I feel like that's where her and Nicki Minaj differ. Like she has the social media world behind her. Yeah. And Cardi B got some songs, man, that I, I like, I'm like, yo, I can rock with Cardi B. Nicki Minaj, when she was out, she's very like creative. She can go from genre to genre. She doesn't have a problem with that. She could do pop. She could do hip hop, R&B. Whatever she wants to do, Nicki Minaj can do it. But I always, always fell back to Little Kim because she, you know, she was that dominant one back in the nineties, and and Foxy Brown too. Those two had a clash going on. It was those were two dominant females. Foxy Brown, Little Kim was always going head to head. Man, that was a dope beef. I love those cats, and I missed Foxy Brown and and Little Kim. I missed those cats, but I missed Little Kim of the old Lil' Kim, how she used to look. I don't like this new Lil' Kim. Uh, I don't like that shit. But the old Lil' Kim, yes. Yo, I don't like that facelift, man. I don't like that butt she got. It don't make no sense. Well, I mean, I imagine that... uh, That's another thing I was going to say. It sucks that she couldn't really be herself. She always had people telling her that she was like this or she was that. And then, you know, she got the whole thing with faith going on. So she just felt like... She had to keep changing herself, changing herself, changing herself. I don't have that issue. Um, That's one thing I'm glad about. No matter me getting my body done or not, I got my body done because I wanted it to, not because I felt like I had to or I needed to or I was pressurized into doing it. Um, I've been wanting to get my body done since I was 20, and I wanted to give myself to mature and grow as an adult, and I'm glad that I waited to get my body done because 
you know, who knows what would have happened. If I got my body done when I was 20. I probably have like seven kids right now. I don't, I don't know. Well, it's good that you did wait then because seven kids. Ooh. Yeah. Some people like that life, though. When you're not doing music, um, what are you doing? Well, now, if I'm not doing music, what am I doing? Nothing. Because here in Syracuse, New York, there's nothing to do. Um, prior to me being here, I would probably be traveling or figuring out ways to make money. But now it's pretty much very sedimentary. Like, I try to always be doing music, whether I'm in the studio or not. I try to always be listening to beats, always coming up with new concepts of what I want to put out or what I want to say. Because I'm still trying to find my sound. I could, I could dig the vibes. So I, I am the person, what I want to be portrayed as, but I still don't know. I'm not going to say I don't know what I want to say. I just don't know how I want it to be, how I want it to come out yet. Like, you know, I know what I want to say. I kind of got an ear for the type of beats I want to do. But, like, I don't think I found my engineer yet. Like, how Gucci has Beethoven or, like, you know, Pierre has Playboy Cardi. I need somebody for me that's going to bring me out my shell. And Drake had a 40. Yes. Snoop Dogg had Dr. Dre. And, you know, freaking Young Thug be having Southside in London on the track. I need somebody that's from Macy. Tell me your criterion for a prospective engineer. What qualities must this engineer have or possess in order for him to be able to be on your team? I think that he should certainly smoke because I just I don't feel like people who um, don't smoke would understand my type of creativity. Like, yes, I do have those witty jabby bars, but I feel like I make music for people that smoke, have fun. So I need someone that will do that. He doesn't have to be like young or old because that would be like stereotypical for me to say. I just need somebody that's outside the box, like Kanye West. I'm sure I would have a great time with Kanye West. We'd be laughing and doing stuff for hours. <laughs> yeah, Kanye West is dope, man. This production is like, whoo, intense. I like DJ Chop a lot, but he's not my personal engineer or my personal producer like the stuff the beats that i do find of his i feel like he made them personally for me but i feel like him and i would have a better connection a better relationship if i could freestyle for him and he would make a beat off of that i could dig it i, I don't want my stuff for his beats i want his beats to be formatted stuff. so you um you're a good freestylist when i think of freestyle i think of like stuff that I would want to do like people do that all the time. They're like, oh, you can freestyle. Okay, rap about an apple. Why would I want to do that? Just to show you that I could for what? No. But in terms of all my music, I freestyle everything. No one helps me with my music. No one writes my music. And for me, freestyling is not doing it all in one take. It's doing it all off of memory. Like I don't write stuff down in my phone because it doesn't sound the same way. Like, you can forget something and look at your notes, and it doesn't really sound the way that you remember. You don't remember how it's supposed to go. But if I do a verbatim off the brain, I'm always going to have that count in my head. I'm always going to match the words up with the beat. L.O. Cool J said freestyling was when you write the words down on paper because you didn't have any ideas here prior to that. He said that's freestyling. That's a version of freestyling. It really just depends on who you ask because I do that too. That's why I said I wish I had a producer who I could just say some lyrics to and they just make the beat around. That's really what I'm missing. Like, I can do that, too. I'll have, like, some... It's like having a conversation with myself. That's what I tell people. So 
at first it's just me talking to myself and then I hear the beat. The beat is like my partner and now we're just exchanging flow, having the conversation. You know, I feel like that's why my music sounds so well because I feel like I'm doing a conference call or I'm just on the phone. But when I have to like, you know, I have the conversation already in my head and I can't find a beat to it. It's just like, oh, that sucks. No one wants to talk to me today. Well, this song, I can't fix that. Um, I've always wanted to do this type of beat. And like I said, into the storytelling or whatever. It's basically like me being an entertainer or really any girl being an entertainer. You know, my line of work, we mess with a lot of different dudes. And females don't particularly like having to share men. At least females, it's not in my bracket of work. So it's kind of like a story of a stalker. (laughs) Wow. That's why you be saying those things about that dude and how he just be like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> it makes sense to me now. I, I figured it out when you just told me what the song was about. Because I, I was in the story, but I was still kind of lost. Like, where's this coming from? And then, and now you just made it simple for me. I'm a stalker. Period. And not him, his female. Whatever females are in his life, they are the ones talking like, let that man be free. Let him do what he's going to do regardless. Well, we're not going to play the whole song because we're going to play like a little snippet of it. We're just going to give people a little taste of what it is you could do on that mic. So without further ado, everybody, this is from Made It. The song here is called I Can't Fix That. You can find this on her upcoming project, the 304 Playlist, which is going to be released on several platforms, Datpiff, Audio Mac, and SoundCloud, and of course, Loom. Definitely got to go to Loom, man. Loom is awesome. This song is the bomb. Let's check it out right now. This is Made It. y'all if you want to hear the rest of this you're going to have to wait till it come out that's what's going to happen there oh man made it that was some fire ass shit i cannot wait to drop the playlist everything is already done i'm just getting it buffed up and i have to figure out what type of cover art i want to use but i am super excited i was working really really hard on it and you know like i said the beat i can hear that I just, I can't wait. I wanted to take men's song and like men's songs and turn them into a female perspective. Like, you know, that every little step I take is Bobby Brown pleading to a female and I'm pleading to a female to leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I could dig the vibes. So tell us some of your experiences 
while in the entertainment business? Um, I have seen all types of stuff while being on the road. I've seen people die in front of me. I have been in high-speed car chases. Just any crazy thing that you think of, I'm pretty sure has happened. Like, I have watched females get revived back to life because they OD'd. Like, I have all types of stuff. And I'm glad that I seen that type of stuff because, you know, it just, it gave me character. I feel like I was very boring before I was a dancer. Now, I think I'm well-cultured. I see you be busy on Twitter. Too. Trying to be, you know, just because I'm having a baby, I still got to stay active, stay busy. So you be retweeting a lot on your shit. You be really busy. Like, you be on Twitter retweeting everything. Hey, are you about to read me some of my tweets here? Yeah. So I want to talk to you about some of these tweets, or at least one tweet, maybe two tweets that I've seen from you on Twitter, if you don't mind. I'm not explaining to people why I buy shit, laughing my ass off, F you. Can you tell me what this is about? Um, I feel like me being a woman, especially a black woman, I always have to explain my purchases or how I got the funds to purchase something. And I don't understand why people do that. Um, I don't ever hide anything that I do. It's very well known that I'm an entertainer, a sex worker, however you want to look at it. And that, un, you know, despite what people think, is a job. You work 40, 60, 70 hours in a hospital. You don't have to defend your purchases, but I'm spending 40, 50, 60 hours at a strip club. So it's just like, oh, you know, you're not really working for that money. I am, and I'm going to spend it, and I'm not going to explain it to you. I work for my money. You work hard for the money. <laughs> I do. It is a full-time job making men feel like they are the only man in the room full of 100 people. You know, I stopped going to strip clubs because it's just all a fantasy that women be selling in there. When I watched G-String Divas on HBO, that just soured it for me. I was like, nope, no more for me. No more strip clubs. Some women have that mindset as well. Um, a lot of women treat the strip club like church. They feel like they can find them a suitable man in there. But the way I see it, any guy that's going to pay for you to like him, that's all it's going to be. You guys are never going to have any real affection. And what I've learned a few times over, like someone is going to do whatever they can do to snag you. And once they snag you, they don't feel like they either are going to keep it up or they're not going to keep it up. But I'm that way. I'm only going to like a guy as long as his money is. Once I feel that money slowing up, my affection is going to start slowing up and I'm going to move on to the highest bidder. That's how you are? Like, really, really? I have to be because, you know, I have learned that every man is going to give a female money, whether it's his mama, his sister, his daughter. It don't matter. Men like to give women money. The women that are asking men for money, they just not financially attracted to them because in my experience, men are always spending money. Even the broke ones, they will be out here robbing, stealing, killing to give a female some money. Why do you think that is? Because that's just how it's supposed to be. What? No. Men are the wolves and women are the gazelles. At least that's how they like to think. I'd like to think that I am the wolf and men are the gazelles. But I just know before I was a dancer, I had the film over my eyes too. I didn't think that guys would be doing the stuff that they were doing. There's no way that these girls are really making the money they're doing. There's no way that men are spending thousands of dollars. And they are. 
and it's nothing to them. A guy told me it's like playing golf. Going to the strip club and dropping off his wallet is like playing golf? Yes, he told me that <laughs> white guys have golf and they go to the country club to get away from their wives recreational. That's how men feel about strip clubs. And I say, wow, that is an expensive retreat. Because everyone thousands of dollars. Some of them know hundred years, but they spend money. Yeah, and they're spending their phone bill money. And then when they get home and their wife's phone is turned off, then they have to explain to the girl why the phone is off. So here's no. another one. It kind of makes sense now why you wrote this, because the way your answers were, it just, yeah. <laughs> People be so confused. Why you can live how you want to. They do be. Why is that? You know... We, I'm not, okay, this quote is always funny to me. We have the same 24 hours in a day because we do, but we don't. You can spend your 24 hours complaining about how people don't do nothing for you or how this or how that, or you can be spending your 24 hours trying to make it happen. But what I had meant by that, um, I just feel like a lot of people kind of look at me or look at other women that are like having their way and they just be confused like, well, damn, I feel like I look better than her. Why I'm not getting the same type of treatment she is. Or I know I got a better paying job than her. Why don't I have the clothes that she's wearing? Like focus on you and yourself and then maybe you will figure it out. Well, damn, that's <laughs> right on the money right there. Right to the point. You ain't sugarcoating shit. I don't spend my time worried about what people have going on. And, and I know it's not really everyone's fault. Social media has really warped people's minds, but I don't let stuff that other people have going on or other stuff that they are doing alter me. Like, that don't really drive you insane. I could take the vibes. I know I'm making money. I know I'm having fun. I know I'm doing whatever. Like, like when I was dancing, I haven't had a job in, like, five years. Not a real one. I've just been dancing or whatever. And people feel like, oh, you know, I look better than her. I feel like I have a better body than her. I feel like this, that, and the third. Why do I not have the confidence to be a dancer? Why are you worried about my confidence when you should be worried about getting yours up? True that. I think people that hate on dance, people that just don't have a life. I think if you had a life, then you wouldn't worry about what somebody else is doing. You'd worry about what you are doing. Nobody should be hating on because everyone should be worried about what they have going on. Like, if you worried about what your dude is doing in a strip club, you should be worried about what you could do to make him not go to the strip club. Like, I have seen women come up to strip clubs and try to fight the answer, pull them off stage, like, pull them, like, all that stuff is so unnecessary. Like, you have to go home with this N-word. You have to deal with this N-word. Like, why would you come up to hit, like, would you come up to a car dealership and pull me out of a car he was showing me? No. We don't work in Brockham. Work in strip clubs. No, yes. they still got brothels in Nevada, right? They have them in Nevada, and I don't know how like well those are, but they definitely have some in New Orleans that are like real brothels. Do you have any advice for people that want to do what you're doing? Entertainers are looking to do something. They want to dance, but they don't know how to get into it. Some of them want to rap, or some of them just want to make money. Do you have any advice for these people? What would you tell them? I would definitely tell them to give life a try at first. Um, I didn't just jump into this. Like, there's a lot of girls who are fresh out of high school, 17, 18, 19, and they're jumping straight out OnlyFans. 
And yes, the money is good, but I don't think a lot of sex workers talk about the psychological warfare that comes with being a sex worker because you have to have very tough skin. Once you put something online, it's always going to be online. And now you're going to be labeled as a whore, whether you are or you're not. You might not even be having sex online. You could just be posting little tidbits of your body. You're now a whore, a red stamp whore. So yes, the money is good, but there's a lot of things that you can do to make money. I didn't start dancing until I was like 21. And I don't think I really started taking it seriously until like 22, 23. Like I would always play around with it, but I at least went to college. I tried regular jobs. I had regular friendships and stuff. And then once I figured that wasn't working for me, I, I did a complete, like, I don't, I think it's one. I did some lifestyle changes and I'm glad. And it cost me a lot. I don't have any friends. I don't have any stable relationships. I'm always in one place and another place. And it's very lonely. And people only look at the glitz and the glamour. Like, oh, I'm 23 and I just bought my first house. Okay, that's great. You're going to be sitting in your house by yourself alone. I, I didn't buy my first house. So I was in my 40s. There's so much pressure on young people to be established and they don't even have time to figure themselves out or figure out about life. Like, I don't feel like I'm going too fast. I don't feel like I'm going too slow. I feel like I get to experience everything and smell the coffee every time. Like, I'm glad I got to try out life. Like, you know, I went to college. I didn't really like college. I was dancing. I love dancing. I don't even know who I would be if I started dancing at 18 because I wasn't even, um, mentally prepared for the type of lifestyle that I was when I got over very dark, scary place, especially if you're not with me. I was blessed to be with people coming up. Like I had OGs and stuff, but you're a young girl, you're in a strip club, whatever guys just prey on that type of stuff. And some girls don't make it out. They get lost forever. I fortunately didn't have that issue. Yeah, that's a blessing because that's a dangerous business that a female can get into. It is. And these guys are not out here playing. And it's not even always just males. They have females doing their dirty work. You go to a strip club by yourself, pretty girl in the club, money making girl in the club starts talking to you, thinks she's your friend. She's kind of taking you under her shoulder. And she's like, oh, you don't have to pay for a hotel tonight. You can come stay over at my place. Boom. You walk into a freaking trap house. She's got a pimp and it's like five other girls working there. And it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to run. You're going to call the cops. Like, it's, too much, it's a lot of stuff that comes into being a sex worker. And people don't talk about that because it's taboo. But I feel like if more people talk about it, more people will understand what we go through and understand that it's a job. This isn't, I don't think anyone would just want to do this. No one's going to wake up and just say, I want to be a sex worker. It has to be something that leads up to it. That's why I'm saying most people on social media, they're just doing it for money. They're not really doing it like how we're doing it. I've never thought about getting into the sex business at all. And this has been a win-win-win situation for everyone. It's been a win for you. Got to come out here and tell your story. It's been a win for the fans because they got to hear your story from you. And they got to hear your music. And it's been a win for me because I got to interview a dope artist in front of some dope fans who I appreciate very much. I want to say thank you for everyone. Thank you for people that are watching this on YouTube, that are hearing this on Spreaker, and maybe even watching this on IGTV. I want to say thank you to everyone. But most importantly, I want to say thank you to Made It, who took your time to come out here and talk to us and, and tell us how you're feeling and tell us your story. And it's really powerful 
your story. And I got a lot of respect for you. And, and, and a lot of guys don't have respect for uh, people, women like yourself, but those are idiots. Me, I, I know what it's like to be in the entertainment and to have to pay, pay bills and you need to make money. I'm a big fan of OPMs. And for those folks who don't know what that means, it's called other people's money. I'm a, big, <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. And so when you can live your life using other people's money, hey, man, go ahead, do your thing, do your thing. And so, America, this is I am Sandra Love, and this is Let's Chat and Jam, but you know where we are. And this lady right here, this has made it. She's from Syracuse, New York. But one thing I can't say is she's dope. She's dope with it. She got bars for days. She can entertain you. She can entertain anybody. And she knows her lines. And she has personality. Because if you hear her music, you hear the confidence in her music. And she knows what it is that she's doing in the booth. And that's what I respect. So I highly respect you, Made It. I highly respect the fact that you had a story, you went through life, you had struggles and you had um, turmoil, but then you had triumph and you had great things happen to you. You are what a lot of females wish they could be. And that's blessed, <laughs> very Thanks. blessed. And so I, I must say, I respect you. I respect your journey. I respect you as a person. I think you're dope. I think you're going to be a great mom. So congratulations on that. I'm, I'm really like looking forward to seeing what you can accomplish because you've accomplished a lot since I met you. Yes. I, I could just imagine what you're going to be doing in the next five years. Thank you so much. Yes, I believe in you. I believe that you're going to crush every goal that you set for yourself. If you want it, I know you're going to go get it. Because you have the drive for that. I see it in you. I believe in you. I know you're going to make something out of yourself. I know you're going to do it. And I know you're not going to look back. But I also know you're not going to forget where you came from. Because one thing I do know about you is that you're loyal to them. people that loyal to you. You're loyal to them. And that's what I like about you very much. I respect that about you. You're a dope person. And if for those that don't know, made it or haven't heard of made it, well, don't worry about it because you'll be hearing her soon, real soon, as she's come to drop this nice, dope 304 playlist right in your laps over there on Audio Mac and Dat Piff, SoundCloud, and Loom. So you should download those four platforms and listen to her songs on all four platforms. Yeah, you're going to say, MC Angela Love, that's kind of overkill, isn't it? No, it's not. Because if you like her and she's your favorite artist, then you're going to do what you got to do to support her no matter what platform she's on. And if you decide you want to follow her on Instagram, well, you're going to follow her there. And of course, if you're going to follow her on OnlyFans, well, good luck to you. Go follow her on OnlyFans too. That's up to you, brothers. But the whole point is she deserves your spins. So go check out her music when she drops it. Made it. Thanks for having me. Yes. So do you have any burning desires? Yes. I want to have such a good number as that my first rap check goes to a house, a big house, a nice, big, stupid house. That's what I'm working for. That's what I'm putting my thing out. Um, 
I just want to be a great artist, a great mom. I want to do dope stuff, put out dope content, and I want to make people feel good. Whether it's guys or females, I mean, I'm not picky, but especially I want to make women feel good. Black women more than anything. Yeah, I want to make black women feel exceptionally good about themselves through my music. Like, you can be a B word or an H word and still feel extremely well about yourself, still have the confidence of a millionaire, whether you have the millions or you don't. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a real cool experience having you here. You're a dope artist, a dope person, and your company has been welcomed. Thank you so much for coming through. And that means that we ran out of time, y'all. And so I want to tell you, I want you to be safe out there. Be safe in Syracuse and be safe whatever you do and wherever you go in life. I want you to be successful. And everybody else, be safe out there. Wear a mask, wash your hands, social distance. In the meantime, folks, peace out. Hey, thanks for watching. And if you like what you saw, hit the subscribe button and also tap that notification bell right there. So that way you won't miss an episode of a conversation with series right here on Let's Chat and Jam.